Welcome to Alphabet Fly and Psychopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests, talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone who just really hates when people try to get geology g- degrees. <laughs> Jordan. Hi. Hi. I mean, if yeah. I can't get in my degree, no one can. Yeah. Uh, today, which is ending our somewhat theme week, um, we're going to be talking about. The daughter of the Sphinx. Daughter of the Sphinx? Didn't know. No, no, no. Living monolith? No, living monolith. Wait, wait. Where am I? Yeah, living monolith. No? Wait. <laughs> wait. I didn't. She's related. She's. She is. She's related to one living of those. Living Pharaoh. Who... Living Pharaoh. Okay. No, wait. <laughs> Talking about. I guess she's not the daughter. I thought she was the daughter of the Sphinx. Whatever. She fights havoc. So she's in the same thing. Um. But yeah, so but she, she she's related but not daughter to living monolith then, which is the Sphinx. Oh right, he does. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So her name. So we're talking about Plasma. Who? I mean, I don't know. It's like she's 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 tall and buff, and uh, you know, probably the uh, object of lust for many lesbians and uh, queer folk. Um. I don't know. She's in like she's in armor. Like I don't know how to describe this. this is weird. It's like golden battle weird. gear. Battle gear. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's kind of hard to explain. She's got a wide collar. I kind of like a breast. Well, not a breastplate, but it's kind of like a wide no. collar armor thing. If you if yeah. you have ever seen the Green Ranger, it's kind of like that. Yeah, she has pauldron, but doesn't seem to have like a, like a breastplate or anything. Yeah, like that. it's like a collar shield thing. Yeah. That. And she has like the middle banding on the, I don't know. Just go to at Alphabet <laughs> Flight on, on Twitter and Instagram. I don't feel like describing it because it's a mishmash of stuff, and it's the more I look at it, the harder it is for me oh, to explain. Oh, well, I, it's it, well, there's more Egyptian theme the more I look at it because her helmet is more like the the two crowned, you know, like yeah. and and she has an onk on her belt. Yeah, and it makes very little sense why she's like this because she's very Irish. <laughs> yeah. Um uh so but her name is well her she goes by Plasma and her name is uh Lila O'Toole. Okay. She's a former archaeologist and Egyptologist, now cult leader. Oh, that's a nice huh. yep. You know, one of these days someone's going to someone's going to put a former tech support uh tech support <laughs> provider and cult leader now cult leader like it's beside my name it's gonna be so great um, <laughs> uh her identity is secret she's a citizen of the united states well, citizen of ireland with no criminal record she also used to win by tracker hmm. she was born in dublin ireland and she's single i mean i don't know why she would be single if she's a cult leader she can have as many boyfriends and girlfriends as she wants yeah but isn't that part of it? Aren't you supposed to have like a weird polyamorous thing when, when, you're, I guess it really, when you're a cult leader? I, I think it really depends on the cult. I mean, almost all of them evolve into that, though. I mean, that's kind of what that happens, but in 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 theory and on paper, it's huge. It's not always that. Not always. Mm, 
I don't know. Uh, I'm, I think she has a bunch of boyfriends and girlfriends and partners. Um, but, uh, she's, so she is related to Amit Abdul, aka the living monolith. And am I thinking of the wrong thing? The living monolith he was, is the Sphinx, right? I know he was the living Pharaoh. Is, I don't but know. The, is it the living Pharaoh that's Sphinx? I, why am I? Okay. I, I think that's actually two different things. I think the living monolith slash living Pharaoh and the Sphinx are two different things. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think Sphinx is a different uh, Egyptian character. Just another old living Egyptian person that lived forever. But they were... Co- like, Sphinx was connected to the cost stone, but I don't think Living Monolith was connected to a cost stone. No, it wasn't. It's just another... You know what? I just got two people who happen to be immortal... Immortal pharaohs. Egyptian pharaohs. <laughs> yeah, mixed up. Okay, whatever. I'm. You it know, happens more spot. than you think. It No, and it's not even the only one, because Kang is technically one of those two. Oh, yeah, because um, he wasn't even Ramatut. <clears throat> yeah. Ugh. You know, you know uh, who is the is whose big problem? Nathaniel Nathaniel uh, Richards. Yeah. You need to get rid of that dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's just. Without him, we'd have a lot less time traveling shenanigans in the Marvel universe. Yeah, but you know, uh, <laughs> he might be coming up in in the MCU because all uh, wait, well, Kate Bishop is. I think they said is going to be. Uh, introduced soon but they almost have all the young avengers uh have appeared in something yeah and it was like part of him and fighting kang is what brought the team together so if they're going with well, if they're going with that as the origin story of uh of their team he might be showing up i don't like it that the living monolith is also called the living pharaoh i don't like that um but apparently her uncle is is amat abdal the living monolith and um Belin Abdal, aunt deceased, and Salom Abdal, cousin deceased. How did she get involved in this? I don't know. Okay. Uh, and she first showed up in Marvel Presents issue number 24. And let me tell you, this is a big old mess of uh uh <laughs> of of um stuff. So Marvel presents issue number twenty-four in Jan- uh, July nineteen eighty-nine. So we have four stories in here. We have um, Retribution Affair Part Eight, which is a Cyclops story. Then we have a Panther's Quest Part Twelve out of twenty-five, and that's a Black Panther story. I haven't got time for the pain. I think that's the Shamrock standalone title, and then we have. Uh, Pharaoh's Legacy Part One, which is a havoc, uh, which is a havoc story, and it looks like they're covering Havoc story on the cover. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, Cyclops is there too, so it might. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but you have some clouds. It looks like they're jumping off. Is that a planet? Maybe a. Cl- it's round. Maybe it's like a glass ceiling. No, no. There wouldn't be rocks coming out of it though. Yeah. Hmm. Like, I, uh, the, there's purple hands in the corners, which I'm imagining is probably like a sentinel or something. Yeah. Um, and Cyclops is, is, uh, eye punching him. And then we have Havoc looking pain because probably because he's not a doctor, has a doctorate in geology yet. And he's um, being shot at. Is he? Well, there are light rays 
that are. From but is that, it going through him? But is it hitting him though? Because I, it looks like they're hitting lower. They, some seem to be going behind him, and some seem to be going well. Yeah, lower. This this is a whole big old mess of perspective. Yeah. I just don't. There's a lot going on here, and I can't place all because they have to be on like a planetoid or something because it's too spherical. Yeah, for it to be like ground. But like, also, we don't seem to see contact because it looks almost like everyone's floating. Yeah, the beam. Okay, whatever. Look at it on at. Maybe it's just a ball of Earth that got thrown up into the air, and they're just stuck on it. I mean, I feel like that would have like any consequence for like any other story, though. Like they'd mention at least once, right? Hmm. I don't know. Well, let's talk about this blonde, high red hair uh, Egyptian cult leader. I mean, bl- blue eye, blonde hair. Yep. So, um, little is known about the young life of Layla O'Toole. Apparently, while in college, she went to Egypt to explore the ruins in Nile, uh, in the Nile Valley. Uh, when, where she encountered the cult of the living pharaoh, a cult that was created by the living pharaoh. I mean, I guess not everything's created by the leader. That you know, you could technically have a cult of anything and not have the person involved. But mm. but yeah, but since his vault, uh, departure from Earth, uh, but since his partner partner of his Earth existed to find a new powerful person to worship, exists what? I think there's something missing in that sentence. Like, hold on. Yeah. Okay. A cult which has been created by since his departure from Earth has existed to find a new. Oh, since what? since the living Pharaoh departed Earth, the cult of the living Pharaoh has existed to find a new powerful person to worship. I think that's what they're trying to say. It's not written well. No. Okay. Um, uh, so, O'Toole was intrigued by this cult and was quickly indoctrinated into their ways. As time passed, O'Toole learned from the high priest information concerning Alex Summers, um, otherwise known as Havoc. Uh, she then learned that the living pharaoh w- had a psychic link with uh, Summers, and that Summers was cosmically... And that Summer's cosmically spawned power prevent the living pharaoh from utilizing his power to its fullest. The cult surmised that if Summer's could be captured again, his power could be dampened, and that one of the new members of the cult, who are all all relations to the living pharaoh, could rise to power. So wait, it's one just- the cult's just also one extended family? family. You're just describing a family! (laughs) That's not a cult. <laughs> like, well, I guess because mm, I mean, what is it? The, but but the she's cult? but she's related. She's yeah. related too. Yeah. So she just met her extended family. Wait. Okay. Wait a second. What is I? Marvel has this thing where Egyptians make cults because uh, <laughs> Apocalypse did that too. Like his family is a has this whole cult thing going on with it. I don't. Why? There's a lot of sentences that don't make a lot of, because that's just a family. If she's related to the living pharaoh as well, which she is, according to this, hmm. she just met her extended family. That's it. Yeah. And it wasn't so much so, like, the indo- and they told her, hey, this is what we know about our ancestors. Like, okay. So, uh, soon O'Toole and some of the priests called trackers went to Australia and found Summers pretending to be in trouble. O'Toole lured Summers to her as the trackers attacked. Summers fired upon the attackers and repulsed them temporarily. At this point, O'Toole felt energized by Havoc's energy's bolt and realized that she needed his power to grow stronger. But because of his reali- because of this realization, 
She rescued Summers from the trackers, attempting to drop a cosmic ray shielding substance on him. Summers then fired upon the trackers again and fled, believing O'Toole now to be a traitor. Now, if we know one thing about the Summer Brothers, is they can't resist a redhead. (laughs) (laughs) Consistently, if there's someone tricking Havoc into doing something, it's going to be a redhead. Because he loses his goddamn mind as soon as it's like, ooh, you're a pretty redhead, immediately. Uh, for a while, it was green. It was the well, green hair, I mean, but, but, that, that's, but that was more... That was that was pre-Powers coming out. Yeah. Now, afterwards, it was redhead. Um, but yeah. But, okay, during the following weeks, O'Toole and Summers spent all of their time together. He fell in love with her. Soon, though, the trackers returned and kidnapped O'Toole, returning her to Egypt. Summers went to look for her. Soon, Summers arrived in Egypt searching for O'Toole. He was captured and forced into a fight in arena with all the trackers included. Unbeknownst to him, O'Toole Summers defeated all of the trackers except for O'Toole, who grew more powerful as the fight ensued, absorbing the power from him. Calling himself Plasma, she revealed herself to Summers and implored him to fire upon her again. He refused. They fought. And uh, his fellow X-Men, Wolverine, t- uh, it's timely matter, ended the fight, and the two left an unconscious plasma in the rubble of the cult's headquarters. Her whereabouts at the present time is unknown. Huh. Yeah. And so what it says, she, has, she it says she's 5'9 and weighs 335 as O'Toole, but as plasma, it says veritable. So I'm guessing she's one of those people who gets more powerful as she absorbs Ooh. more energy? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, um, so she does, like, moderate exercise. Um, her strength is proportionate to her height. Thus, when she's ten feet tall, she'd be able to lift 800 pounds. Full extent of her strength is not yet yet known. And she has the power to absorb cosmic energy into her body's cells and transform into destructive energy, which she can project. She's also only been able to absorb Havoc's cosmic energy, but... It's most likely other means to obtain it. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what happened if she got, like, hit by, like, the Silver Surfer or something. Wait, actually, cosmic energy and the power of cosmic is different. Yeah. People need to remember that. Like, I I, I got caught. I I almost caught myself. But the power of cosmic is, like, the magic of the universe, and the cosmic energy is what... It's like a background radiation of the entire universe. Yeah. And uh, Al- and Alex Summers absorbs it, and also he absorbs mm. a lot of radiation. He absorbs a lot of energy. Yeah, he absorbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in one of them, I think it was called. I forget what it's called. It's a really good. It was a prestige magazine thing, but meltdown. It was Wolverine and Havoc meltdown. He absorbed all the energy from a uh from a nuclear power plant that was supposed to, that was about to explode. Ooh, and then and then shot it all into the air like before it killed him it was really cool it's a really good it's a good um good comic you should read it it's drawn in such a awesome way like it's just real good i don't know just look it up and yeah. you said wolverine and havoc meltdown like that's yeah. that's the keywords there those three wolverine and havoc meltdown okay so, it might be it's called meltdown too but i know mm-hmm. it has wolverine and havoc huh so yeah uh, was Wolf- i think it was late I think it was very late '80s. It was like a supposed to be like a one of the Marvel graphic novels. Hmm. Um. So 
So yeah, when charged, she's able to emit destructive force of unknown sort into her body, and thus far, maximum force is 20, uh, 30 pounds of TNT. We don't know how much she can do. And when she does absorb the uh, cosmic energy, she increases proportionately, and her mass and strength and resistance to energy also increases. It's We don't know how long this increase lasts um, after she was exposed to this energy. And she... Does she? So we don't even know if she shrinks when she releases the energy, right? Nah. Huh. Like, also, there's almost nothing. She doesn't appear in a lot either. Uh, I looking into her. Uh, I f- found the only other mention I find of her is her fighting Moon Knight and and Ghost Rider. She tried to yeah tried to start up the cult again and tried to steal them from Kanchu, I guess or something. And of course, Moon Knight would k- kick her ass. Yeah, and a. Um. Uh, Sounds like she died from there, like in that encounter, like at the end of Ooh. at the end of it. It doesn't have a death date though, unless people didn't care enough. No, I mean it's Mark. It, it was in Mark Specter Moon Knight number twenty five. But oh, the she was in the train crash. So I guess it's just one of those that she's assumed dead, but no one really checked on the body. Almost does that mean she's alive? Yeah, in a com- in comics that just means you know could be anything. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think I think she has potential to come back if if someone wrote her well. Like I would make like I feel like if you make her a cosmic uh, cosmic character. Yeah, like if somehow she got thrown into space and found found other and found how to use her, how to inc- uh, absorb a lot of cosmic radiation. Yeah. Uh, oh, do you think she could get like as big as like Galactus, like in size wise? Like, could she get like as big as a planet if she absorbed enough cosmic energy? Yeah, I mean I don't know. See, that's the thing. We we don't have enough. Yeah, we don't. We don't have enough. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like this is like uh, one of those characters that just came in at right at the right part to get an entry, but not much else. Yeah, like it's one of those things where like either give me less or give me more. <laughs> like they gave me just enough to wonder. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, what, do you have anything else to say? <laughs> no, uh, like I said, I just looked up about her fighting Ghost Rider. Apparently, during that comic, she at one point vaporized him, but since I guess he's a spirit of vengeance, he just reconstituted himself. He's kind of a uh, force of the universe. Yeah. So, uh, you don't get rid of him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm done. Let's do plugs. <laughs> Okay, you can find me on Twitter at Doriamingu, that's D-O-R-I underscore M-I-G-U, and you can hear me on the Stranger's Fiction pod, uh, where the actual plays of uh, interstitial campaigns going on. Uh, It's called Lark Souls, so just look for those episodes, and you can hear me piling around some friends in interdimensional, uh, crazy Kingdom Hearts-like things. Okay, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called uh, Into Riverdale, where me and my friend Daniel, how did I forget his name? Uh, Daniel, uh, talk about Riverdale episode by episode. By the time this comes out, um, you may have, uh, Marky might have been on an episode where they have not watched a single episode of Riverdale. (laughs) And um, yeah, they they were really confused. (laughs) You just made them watch just a random episode. Yeah. Oh. It was also a transitional episode. Oh gosh. Where where it was heavily reliable relied on one episode, 
that barely made any sense. Oh, no. So, you know, so that's pretty good. Um, you should listen to it. Um, Rudell cares about as much as storytelling as it does showing off KJ Appa's really ripped body. <laughs> so, yep, this, that's, 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 uh, I don't feel like telling the rest of my flex. <laughs> oh my god, I'm just so, I'm so done. Uh, support me in the links of the thing down below in the doobly-doo slash notes. And, uh, yeah, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchie protect you through all of your night travels. Good night! Mm-hmm.